Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about New Year's Eve? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the Watchers, Watchers of Movies. So, Lauren. Oh, so, yeah. That was awkward. Um, <laughs> what was awkward? We both started. We oh, both, we both yes. said sim- something. Um, we're recording this after New Year's Eve. What, we are. What was, we are. Your, what was your New Year's Eve like? Uh, so, mine was pretty chill. I went over to a friend's place and we watched um, Dawn of the Dead. The, oh. the new the new one with Jake with, Weber. It's like yeah. 2004. Yeah. Um, and I... And we also watched Pleasantville, which Pleasantville, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it was relevant when it came out, but it is more relevant than ever now. I haven't watched it since it came out. It's, like, poignant as, oh, man, it's a a good movie. But, um, so, I was... (sighs) shit what was i gonna say oh yeah so we're like li- we're like watching this movie and i really like jake weber and i just find him to be very comforting whenever i see him in anything I, he's just got this like really very like like nice low soothing voice and i was and i'm like watching this sh- the show and uh not communing with mother nature btw just fyi <laughs> I had to look him up because I wanted to make sure I was thinking of. Well, I wasn't thinking of because I couldn't picture him, so I had to look him up. Okay, yeah, you're right. He was in Mm -hmm. Dangerous Beauty. He was like the king, Mm -hmm. big time. yeah. Yeah, so. He, I was like, is everyone's voice like super soothing or do you guys have like a great sound system? And they were like, we have a pretty good sound system. And I was like, okay, I can, I can hear it because, um, like Ving Rhames is in it too and I was like man Ving Rhames has got a nice voice he too. does have like, a nice voice and I voice, always feel yeah. like he's like one of those people that I always feel like a little bit comforted when I see him on the screen as well yeah I think he always plays like nicer good guys you know so I was like and and I just really like Jake Jake Weber so um but yeah so it was it was fun it was just really low-key what'd nice. you do that sounds nice Mike and I went to a steakhouse for oh, dinner fancy and we had surf and turf Ooh. and that was delicious <laughs> what'd you get surf and turf it's like is it like lobster oh shrimp oh okay shrimp okay. and steak and steak yeah. yeah and it was delicious and then we I bought some sake so we had sake to yeah. drink have you ever tried it before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. drink. We drink yeah. sake all the time. I mean, we drink <laughs> it sometimes. Time. Yeah. At the Japanese Mike tea has, like a cool <laughs> sake set from Japan. Oh, really? That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, so that was delicious. And I got him the office Lego set for mm-hmm. Christmas, and he put it all together. And so I was inspecting it for a while because it's so nice. cool. So if anyone nice. likes the office and you're thinking like, what am I going to do during the doldrums of January and February? You should get the office Lego set. Yeah. Lego it's sets are it. really cool now. I mean, yeah, they've always been cool. But they've I mean, always like, been cool. <laughs> they're Speaking like so of, elaborate. <laughs> I, I just watched this. Um, I was watching Shark Tank with my family last night. And this kid came on and he was like 12 years old, like the cutest little angel ever. And he was like, are you frustrated when you spend all this time putting your Legos together and then they fall apart? And he invented a glue 
that allows the Legos to stick together, but is water soluble. So if you just like throw the Legos in water, wow. you can just play with them again. And I was like, that is such a cool idea. What's he doing with his Legos? He, he's making a bunch of money now. I can tell you that much. Because yeah, I think geez. that they were like talking about like working with Lego and like putting the glue in every box. I mean, I was like, this Jeez. kid is going to be like, he's paying for his college and beyond like right now. Like good for him. Cause <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like it's, it's until like, it spills on someone's skin and their skin well, it's, rots it's off and burns and, and no it's it's no you don't know that i i think we do <laughs> do we have do you we? used it i have not used are it, you but an I said fda it was, approved i am actually i just got approved yeah <laughs> that's that's cool though i guess yeah <laughs> yeah it was really neat and we were like and uh my because my sister wanted to watch it and so like there were some episodes where we were like we were like getting emotional and like crying and stuff and my mom's like why every everyone's crying your dad is crying why oh my gosh crying and we're like it's really emotional and sweet and it was like it was stuff like these three kids had lost both their parents over the course of like 10 years and their dad had invented this like really cool it was a cutting board that was sloped so like when you cut things the juices like if you're cutting tomatoes would like flow into this little like trough and yeah and so I was like man I kind of want one of those (laughs) you know what I mean I was like I use like a little tiny um like cutting board that like broke in half so mine's a shit cutting board (laughs) you know they're not that expensive I know and they just never you can get some with troughs in them yeah but I kind of want that one. I want to support the kids, you know? Yeah, no, I don't. Just little orphans. Oh, geez. When you say it like that. <laughs> I <know. laughs> but I, I also want to tell you, so I've been listening to this podcast called Killer Psyche. And the woman that hosts it is an FBI profiler. Mm. And she is on, she does like a lot of like talking head stuff for like, she like did Deadly Women. You know, I watched like that entire freaking series. It was like 11 seasons long. Um, and... And so she's, as I'm listening to her, she's like, I have been an FBI profiler for 50 years. And I was like, okay, so 50 years. So that means she must have started when she was like in her like late teens, early 20s. And I'm like, Candace, you are not in your 70s. And I like looked because she does not look like she's in her 70s. She has had work done, but she looks fantastic. Um, And I was like looking it up because I was like, I was like Candace along age. And it was like 72. And I was like, motherfucker, what? And it was was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Having not, I don't know what she looks like, but in my head, I'm picturing like a 30 year old woman. And I'm impressed. I'll show you. I am impressed. With how well she's taking care of herself (laughs) with this vision I have in my head. Hold on. Let me show you. I mean, I I don't know if this is like a real recent photo, but... Wow, she yeah. does not look like no, she's I in know, her 70s. Right? That's impressive. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, here she looks a little older, but... She looks like a <laughs> Star Trek captain in that photo. <laughs> that burgundy does. shirt on. I know. It's funny because she short, had this, like... short, sassy hairdo. She had this, like, long hairdo, and um, and then she, like, got it cut, like, halfway through um, Deadly Women, and I was like damn candace you look really good with that short haircut like you look like 20 years younger like legitimately and she looked really good with it that little short pixie cut and i was like so anyway some people can pull off a pixie cut yeah yeah i One don't think rider, i can she can yeah. yeah yeah but um i'm a fan so yeah. nice mm-hmm. killer psyche is pretty interesting oh interesting yeah. it's more like the psychology of why people do what they do instead of 
you know, like what they did. Sure. <laughs> you know, because sometimes it's like when you're listening to a podcast and like someone's going on and on about some horrible thing that someone did, you're like, okay, yep, you know what? This is enough. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, like this is like putting me in a state where I cannot, I can't get myself out of this hole and I have to like, I have to walk away, you know? So um, it's, it's less... I mean, it's still pretty awful because she's talking about like Aline Warren Rouse, you know, and she was talking about like this horrible amount of abuse that she experienced when she's younger and stuff like that. But she never gets into like the killings. And because I always find that when I listen to true crimes, they usually like tell what happened in the killings. And sometimes they're so fucking awful and brutal that I'm just like, okay, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it about that. Did you ever. Um this is a subject change, but did you ever read the book Catherine called Birdie when you were a kid? Mm-mm. I read it when I was in seventh grade and I really loved it. Um, it's super clever, clever. It's like younger than young adult, but not quite like, like a pre-teen. elementary. Yeah. It's like preteen and uh, it's written in diary form and it's uh, written by the, the protagonist is a girl who's like 13 or 14 in the 1200s and it's so clever oh and in it the was, 1200s yeah wow. and it was right up my alley the clever humor and just like the writing was right up my alley and I really really liked it and I heard last year that they were making a movie about it and it was I think oh, what's her name she was on Girls Lena Dunham mm-hmm. I think she was directing it and she might have had a hand in writing the script as well but oh, um, I don't like her it, <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> I never met her, so I don't know if I, I like her I've or not. I've just heard a lot of bad stuff that makes me go, okay. <laughs> well, <So>. anyway. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should we use a fake name, a pseudonym? Yeah, it's so written by feel- Jane Bain. Oh, but Jane Bain. <laughs> She's a new up-and-coming screenwriter. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> They put it, it's on Amazon, uh-huh. and I looked into it, and it was, I feel like it was more expensive than a normal rental, unless you had Amazon Prime, so I was like, oh, well, maybe someday I'll be able to see oh, it. Oh, so they did actually make it into, like, a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I got a free Prime trial over the holidays for that shipping <laughs> perk, you know? Yeah. And so I had to watch it before the free trial ended, and it's really fun and cute, and I think if anyone liked the book growing up like I did I think you'll get a kick out of it because I think they captured the spirit really well the spirit of the character and the spirit of the story I think they did a a superb job and that's hard to do I think yeah because the the writing itself is very clever and I think if you can mimic that then that's impressive and the characters all seem to know their job Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really impressive and Andrew Scott is in it and I really like him he played her dad and was he um, he was in Sherlock he Mm -hmm. was the bad guy yeah um, Moriarty yeah thank you I knew it was M, but I couldn't think of the name and um he was also in season two of Fleabag. I've heard and that, yeah. He was in an episode of... He was of, the priest or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she and wanted to have sex with him. Yeah. I've heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wanted to have sex with her as oh, well. Oh, I need to... I, I've been told I should watch that show that it's really good. Season two is, is really... It's a really good story arc. Season one is... I mean, it's... A lot of it is really depressing and it's not like a repeat view and... I don't even know, like... If Andrew Scott hadn't been in season two, I don't know if I would have gotten through season one. But... Oh, here comes the cat. Anyway, um, so it's really funny and it's really clever. and But they changed the ending and that really bothered me. Oh. And But it, it changed slightly from the book. 
and anybody who read the book would would know if they see it. I, I don't want to spoil it for people, but um, I was kind of bummed that they changed the ending because I I like the ending of the book because it's. I mean, okay, maybe I will spoil it because I want to tell you. I so yeah, if anybody is interested it, yeah. in seeing the movie maybe cut out for six minutes or something while I describe this. <laughs> so it's okay. In the book, yeah. she is, so her dad's trying to find her a husband because uh-huh. he wants to like marry her off to somebody rich. Right. So he can have money, obviously. And, Makes sense. Um, and so he betrothes her to like a really gross older man that's just really disgusting. And she doesn't want to marry him, but he's very wealthy. But in the book, he dies. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have to marry him. And his son steps up and is like, I'll marry her, you know, and his son is like young and clean and he like understands her. He gives her this gift that like perfectly understands her. And so it's kind of like a happily ever after story, but it's good because it's like they understand each other. And I think that that's a really cute, happy ending. And, you know, this poor girl who's forced to get married off, like that's the best ending yeah, that you're, you're like hope for. 14. Yeah. Like, you don't know anything and about the world. In the, like, yeah. in the movie, uh, her dad gets into this like comedic duel with the old gross man who's supposed to marry her and he doesn't kill the man but he wins the duel because the man's like back goes out or something and then she's just like she doesn't have to marry anybody for the moment they do say in a voiceover like you know I, I know that I'll have to marry somebody sometime but right now I don't have to marry this guy and I think that there's like this like I understand this like girl Why power message. The ending? Well, I think that there's supposed to be this like girl power message of like you don't need a man or blah blah blah. And I don't disagree with that message, but that's not the story. Like that's not this story. Right. You right, know? Right. And I thought like equally important in this story is to show, you know, like people who understand each other being yeah, together yeah, so yeah i was kind of bummed because i was really excited to see who i was like i wonder who they'll cast as the the son like who's what cutie is <laughs> right? it gonna be you know <laughs> and and they didn't cast anybody and so i was like that's my one grievance i don't think the ending is bad as mm-hmm. it stands like if i never read the book i'd probably be like oh the ending is fine but because i read the book i was a little bit miffed about the ending but i recommend it still to anybody who has any interest i think it's very cute there is um <laughs> I I generally I generally don't like giving birth scenes and there is a giving birth scene that I um it's not gross like they don't show anything cuz it's a it's like a teenage movie but it is kind of like prolonged and I was like eh, I could have done without this but yeah all yep, things I considered I think it's a it's a fun movie. Oh. I also saw Avatar and I was going to talk about it but it's so new that I'm going to hold off. I have a question for you. Sure. So it's on a subreddit called uh thalassophobia and it's a fear of deep water and i was just looking at pictures because i don't have a fear of deep water it's kind of like a fascination in that i don't want to be near it but i also just like looking at it because it's kind of it's kind of scary it's kind of spooky it's kind of fun you know um so one of the things that someone had posted was don't see avatar the way of the water because it's like three-fourths underwater so is that true well a lot of it's underwater but it's not like deep water okay i think i want to see it now that i know that i love animated water <laughs> i mean it's I really pretty i, I mean I it's visually animated. pleasing yeah. it's i should go yeah. see it i should see it well if you see it maybe in a few weeks we can discuss our thoughts but i i, I was gonna like give a full rundown today but it's so new 
I thought I'd hold off because it's okay. not like an yeah, Amazon movie that's it, yeah. made for kids that most of our listeners probably don't care right. about. It's like <laughs> right. one of the biggest pictures put out this year. You know, yeah, so. no, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be huge. I think huge. Um, I will huge. say there was so I'm a pretty big shill for Christopher Nolan and I'm not ashamed to say it even Tenet couldn't ruin it for me I still love him I love his movies I mean I've never met him I love his movies I love his work and uh there fantastic was fantastic man I, I saw a trailer the night and I loved him <laughs> I saw a trailer for Oppenheimer on online I watched it on my phone oh, yeah, I heard that like, making a couple one, weeks yeah. ago uh-huh. I watched it on my phone and I got super excited about really? it because I was like, this is Christopher Nolan. It's Gillian Murphy. It's going to be an awesome story. Oh, so it, he's and, playing Robert uh, Oppenheimer? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and they showed the Oppenheimer trailer on IMAX before Avatar. And I, at that point, I couldn't care less what the feature <laughs> movie was. I was so excited. And um, I love it. I love when you like go to see a movie and then yeah. you see a trailer and you're like, let's see this one. I wish set. this was the movie. That, I want to see this movie now, right now. Make you're it like, happen. Let's leave. Let's just and leave. We'll go in the future yeah. and we'll make it work it's, today. We'll do it right now. Today, we'll go in the future. Come back. It'll be fine. It'll exactly. Be fine. It'll be fine. We just so, won't mention it until we it comes out. Yeah. You know, just we so won't, we won't spoil it for people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this awesome like movie full of like gravitas and just like intensity and Killian Murphy and Christopher Nolan I I watched this trailer in the IMAX and I'm like on cloud nine and then after that not one but two Marvel movie trailers play and I was like what are we doing here guys (laughs) that's funny like did uh, you, seriously like you, it's like when i went it's saw, like an epic high and then you're like low well, it's just like i'm seeing this movie that's like this new creative movie that's like i mean it's not a new story people probably right. all know you know you can always look up the story of the manhattan project and oppenheimer and everything but yeah. here's this like i am serious destroyer of worlds intense cool movie trailer and then it's like did you guys know that we're making more Marvel movies? And I was just like, what are superheroes compared to the I atomic know. bomb? I don't know. And I, I like, like compared Marvel to like movies. fucking history. Like I'm I mean, such a history buff. I like Marvel movies. I'm not going to say that I don't, but at this point I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's like, it's like when I went to see green day and blink One Eighty Two, and green day opened for blink One Eighty Two, and green day was like, mic drop the best show and then blink 182 was just like three guys who got a record contract <laughs> and i also and you love, love blink, blink 182, 182. So, so that's it's like, saying something you know you should definitely choose the order better i like you're the like trailers. they were walking down the street of new york city and <laughs> someone was like hey you guys look like you can maybe I mean, sing you want to have one a of my record favorite, contract they're one of my favorite bands and i cannot deny that green day outshone them in every single way <laughs> so, that is so anyway uh did you, have, did you have, i think you had a movie that you wanted to talk oh, about that i've just uh, like let's see let's see i had this is gonna be a good long episode to make up for the very <laughs> short episodes we've had for the past like month oh yeah so <clears throat> excuse me okay so um yeah so pleasantville i was just gonna say joan allen like i don't see her in a lot of stuff but every time i see her in anything she is like fantastic you know yeah and she played the mom in that and and i just like i just love her part so much and i was like i was like just i'm like watching this movie and i'm like man joan allen is fucking awesome like she's fantastic i'm like i wish she was in more things but i can't even remember 
another movie I'm I've gonna seen say, her. I'm going to say, I have to know? look up. I have to look up what she's even been in. Joan, I know who she is, and I know I've seen her in things. But let's let's go on this journey together. Let's see movies. Oh, Pleasantville. She was in Pleasantville. <laughs> oh, she really? Was in that- she was in that movie, The Upside of Anger, that I told you about, where she thought her husband left her, but he just died oh, in a ditch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that with Kevin Costner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, The Ice Storm. I saw that movie a long time ago. Room. She's in a bunch of Bourne movies. Room? Like um, with Brie Larson? Yeah. I read that book. Oh, man. I never saw the movie, though. Uh, yeah, she has been oh. a lot of things, but I agree with you. I think she should be in more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I finally saw where the crawdads sang. So. Oh yeah, what did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. I thought as far have you you read the book or you didn't read the book? I've read the book and seen the movie. Okay, I felt like um, there was more about her childhood in the book, but I think that they did write by it in the movie, and I didn't think they needed to dwell on it. Like they, the one thing I would say that I that kind of did bother me is that I felt like there's like an intense sense of loneliness that she feels in the book that she talks about a lot, and I didn't really feel like that was really well reflected in the movie. Yeah, I felt like I don't know, like that was. Eh. But I like the casting and everything, and it was so weird seeing. Well, it wasn't weird, but it was so. It was interesting seeing that character that played Chase after like seeing him in The Kingsman, and I loved his character <laughs> in that. And he was such a little sweetheart, and I was like, oh, so he plays a rapist in that? That's cool. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, great. Um, but the actor who played Tate, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but I was like, Me this neither. kid is such a cutie. Like, mm-hmm. what a cutie! So. Overall, yeah, I, I liked it. I think it was I think it was a really, really good adaptation of a book and that's that is rare. That is rare. So Yeah, I pretty much agree with, with what yeah. you said, everything you said. I I was rolling my eyes a little bit in the first act when I saw it. I was like, Oh, I made a mistake. I should not be watching <laughs> this movie. But then they sort of settled in and I think you're right that they spent just enough time with her as a kid and yeah. then once that was sort of done i was like okay yeah yeah and then i settled in and i i thought that it it was it was yeah. a fun movie and it was it was good the only thing they didn't really include was the amanda hamilton thing the poet that she liked oh, that yeah. ended up being her yeah, yeah her pseudonym mm-hmm. but i was like it, but it wasn't ever really necessary to the plot because like I think the only reason they really had it was because she wrote the poem about Chase. Yeah, but then you find out that he was killed by her anyway yeah. because she has a little the uh, necklace. necklace. So it's like it doesn't like. Is that so important that we need to include it? Not. I think. Not. Yeah, I think if they can find a creative way around that, which they did, then yeah. yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, I mean, if it was if it was like such an important part, then they had totally not had it in there. Then yeah, but. I think really the only person that really mentioned her was herself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was it was like whatever. But um, I also wanted to say one other thing. Yes. <clears throat> so I watched this movie called No Exit. It's a like a thriller horror movie. There is a little bit of body horror in it. So just like fair warning. Um, but it is excellent. <laughs> and I would recommend it. It is like so it's like about this woman who is in a rehab center and her mom has an aneurysm and she goes to the hospital and so she's like trying she wants to leave to go see her mom but she is like she's in such a bad place that essentially like if she leaves rehab she'll go to jail so it's like it's like rehab or jail like she's messed up enough you don't know what she's done but it's whatever either way 
you kind of assume that she she broke the law somehow, you know, and they this was the, you know, decision that she made. So um, she leaves, and it's like this massive snowstorm, and so she's caught in this like visitor center in this like little tiny town that has like no service. And I didn't actually know any of the actors in it except for the guy who's the Allstate guy. Oh wow! Yeah, mayhem. <laughs> yeah, no, From no, 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 no. Um, no, um, the the nice, the big, tall, black dude with a really oh, lovely voice. Yeah, okay, yeah, him. Yeah. And I didn't even like recognize him at first, but his voice, I was like, wait. <laughs> wait that voice yeah and my dad goes all state and i was like oh okay so <laughs> so anyway um but she she so there's like this couple and then there's these two guys and they're like in their like 30s like early 30s and she is outside and she's trying to get like a signal so, you know she's trying to call her sister and try to figure out what's going on with her mom and she sees a little girl tied up in the back of a van like yeah like so you're like immediately like oh shit and she's like oh shit what do i do and so you don't know whose van this is and who had gotten her in there so it's like this it's yeah like a whodunit yeah it's it's i don't want to get into it i don't want to spoil anything because i think that it's worth a watch Uh it's pretty good it's pretty good and it was it was definitely like yeah yeah that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) again a little body horror I had to cover. I had to cover my eyes, but um, it yeah. So I really liked it, and I was surprised at how much I liked it because I was like, "There's no famous people in it." Sometimes when they do that, you know that it's going to be crappy. But this, it was. I was like, "Okay, I'm into it. I like it." So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. So, are you ready to talk about the movie? Yes, I am ready. Okay. Okay. So inquiring minds must know what did you think of the film <laughs> i strongly dislike this movie I, I i've seen it before and i really never liked it i always thought it was sort of pointless okay <laughs> Why did way you too many it, people see it again if you'd already seen it oh well i don't know okay. i thought you wanted to review it i just it was no it's just one of those things that i saw and i said oh this is kind of garbage i'd i had wanted to see it because i have the zach efron and michelle pfeiffer storyline but that was like the only reason I wanted to well, see it. <laughs> since you said that, I'll tell you that I think like some of the stories, that one, number one, they could have just made the whole movie that story. And I think it would have been really sweet and charming. Me too. And I would have really liked it. Um, Me too. And there was a couple other stories where I was like, there's sort of like the bones of an okay story in this. And if they just yeah. made the whole movie this story, maybe it would be okay. But this ensemble cast thing it's just like the movie valentine's day it's just so trashy yeah and i don't mean trashy and like did you watch the bloopers and then like carla gugino hands the oh yeah (laughs) i thought that was funny the bloopers were funny but i don't it's just it's just (laughs) there's just too much hopping around and there's too many like tropey characters and there's i don't know and it's trying to be too like emotional and enforced emotion and forced sweetness and trying to put all this pressure on new year's eve which is like maybe like the most chill holiday i've ever experienced it's like, it's so i don't know why just they're another acting. day really I mean, like it's fun to you stay know? up and it's fun to stay up and count down and watch the ball drop or watch the do the countdown and then like have a smooch and drink and th- that's fun but right. it's not like there's like who puts all this intense pressure on new year's eve and it's like there's so much 
it's there's so much ridiculous going on and there's a lot of like bait and switch happening with the story that yeah. i didn't care for and it's like i saw it when it first came out so a lot of like the things a lot of things i had slipped my mind because this movie was not that memorable in the first place and so but i i really i enjoyed the zach efron michelle pfeiffer storyline and i think either michelle pfeiffer has a tremendously talented worth the money plastic surgeon or she's going all natural as she ages because she looks gorgeous she i always thought she she looks she's gotta be natural because she doesn't look like she's had plastic surgery no and it just i mean i think she's aging like fine wine and she's in the new ant-man trailer which i saw after the oppenheimer trailer Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) she's so beautiful and she really she's always been beautiful and i think you know what i would like to shake her hand for being like good for you for aging naturally and and if she says to me like no 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 i have a plastic surgeon i'll be like well i hope you're paying him billions of because he's doing a really <laughs> like, good job. Be like, girl, or if she's you doing had a really lied good to job. me, I would have yeah. just straight up believed you. <laughs> she's just, I mean, I think it's so impressive to age naturally in Hollywood, especially yeah. for a woman. Like, have you seen Madonna? That whole thing is nightmarish. It just, I mean, I think it becomes like, it becomes like a sickness almost. Like, I gotta yeah. keep trying to do more and more and more. And um, I think that she probably also just has good genes. And, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah. I really, I really <laughs> just wanted to call that out in case she ever hears that she still looks gorgeous <laughs> as an yes, older woman. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I think, I don't think the movie is as bad as Mixed Nuts. Nothing is as bad as Mixed Nuts. <laughs> but I do find it to be too, way too busy yeah. and too schmaltzy for my liking in most of the storylines. It story actually lines. kind of, rem- there was some parallels yeah, to Mixed Nuts that what, I... Yeah. The ensemble. So, yeah. What did you think? Okay. So um, I didn't like it. Okay. To be honest with you. <laughs> um, I had a hard time paying attention to it because I did not, I was not attached to the characters. Yeah. I think that it was a group of people who live in the United States who were desperately trying to make <laughs> the new love actually and were failing oh, miserably. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it was like, it really had the vibes of like desperately wanting to be love actually. Yeah, well, Val- really have you ever did. seen Valentine's Day? Cause it's the no, same because it sounded thing. like it was going to be garbage. Same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but I remember seeing the trailer and I remember there being like kind of like a little bit of a hint of a romance between Zac Efron and Michelle Pfeiffer. And I was like, like yes yes i'm very much into this and i was like because i love her and i love him and whenever i do like you know those like casts you do of like uh, well i don't know if you do but like i do of um like greek gods or whatever you know i always i cast michelle pfeiffer as aphrodite oh Mm -hmm. like across the line almost always you should see the fabulous baker boys yeah mike watched it a few a couple years ago and he recommended it to me and so i watched it and it's really good. It's the is she in it's it? Jeff and no, just <laughs> she just casually just, mentioning it. Yeah, no, it's Jeff and Bo Bridges okay. and Michelle Pfeiffer, and it's it's a really good story. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think you might enjoy it. Okay, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds. Um, yeah. I've I've heard of it. I don't know like what it's about, but um, yeah, I I really like I. I felt that there were a bunch of different storylines that they could have cut, like the pregnant women fighting over. I could have. Who? What? You're, I'm like, first of all, these women are like, oh, well, maybe I could have a C-section now. I'm like, how about maybe instead of focusing on that 25K, you might get 
and focus on having a healthy fucking baby. I know. Like, why would you want to? <laughs> why would you want to be like, no, take this baby? I don't care what happens to the yeah. baby. We like, just want why money. Why would you potentially damage? Like your child for life. Who or gives yourself. a shit about the money? Like, why would you? Why yeah. would you do any of that? Like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. And and um and I. It's just like there was just so many actors in this, and I was like, I mean, I wasn't counting them, but I was like, okay, so there's you know um, like what's her name? Fucking from Charmed. Alyssa Milano. Like, Alyssa Milano's in it for, like, two oh, yeah. seconds. Like, did she just need these, a paycheck? I don't I, know. I guess so. There's all these just, like, random people that were in it for, like, a split second. And, like, I really... So... <sighs> So the pregnant women, I would have cut out. I really didn't care about the Jensen Laura thing. If they had, J- Jensen was Bon Jovi. Oh, I hated that storyline. Yeah, first of all, I don't really like Katherine Heigl, and I don't particularly want to see her in my movies because she's like not that. She seems too tightly wound for me to empathize with her at yeah. all. Yeah, <laughs> but she also always plays like the same character. Yeah, she's yeah. not. There's yeah. nothing particularly talented about Katherine Heigl that, like, I mean, and and she's she's you know she's dug her own grave you know with like um insulting the people that she works with and the people that wrote her role in like Grey's Anatomy and then there was like oh. the whole knocked up thing and it was just like Catherine shut up these people like don't like, bite you're the making hand that a, feeds a lot you. of money off of yeah. these things that you're like knocked up was huge I'm sure yeah. she made a, at least a couple million from that you know um and like Bon Jovi's fine. I I whenever I see him in things, I'm like, okay, cool, Bon Jovi's in this. But I never am like, oh my god, Bon Jovi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. And and he and and I didn't. I also didn't like the Ashton Kutcher and Liam Michelle thing either. either. I felt that that was really pointless. Right. Like he he's like kind of insulting to her and then they're like then she like sings that song is like Jensen singing and I was like okay all I can imagine is like she's singing in this giant elevator which is like the biggest elevator I've ever seen like a a freight elevator (laughs) it was like enormous it was like the size of a small room um and I'm like is she just like stopping singing like for a few seconds I was seconds thinking the same time. thing <laughs> like, he's so just, like watching for anybody like, who like confused for anybody <laughs> who isn't who hasn't seen the movie so they do these like cutscenes between Bon Jovi singing for like a very fancy party yeah and the and song Leah was Michelle, super lame yeah like it didn't make and me feel anything Leah Michelle was stuck in an elevator and Ashton Kutcher was like you should sing for me because she it came out that she's a singer and so in the movie, when you're watching it, they're singing the song together. She's like sort of his backup duet right, singer. Right, right. But in the elevator, where Ashton Kutcher <laughs> is watching her, it just seems like is she like you said like is she like just singing a all, disjointed like, song? Like, like, <laughs> she's like singing backup in this elevator. Yeah. So is she like is he you know he's like you know Merry Christmas time whatever I don't know it's, I mean, yeah like, no it, it's, it's as and as she's the like song she's was. like Merry Christmas time and then it's like one two. <laughs> Merry Christmas time! Like, one, two, three, you know what I mean? Like what? Like she's I'm like, so glad you brought this like, up. Why I'm are so you? glad you brought this up? But I want to let's let's just keep going. Let's just go through her storyline because we're on it right now. Sure. Okay. So so she's like a backup singer to John Bon Jovi, and I was thinking but in the movie he's the famous pop star Jensen, Jensen. Jen, right? So Jensen. So she's a backup singer, and 
to me, it seemed like, okay, if they were going to make her a backup singer, this should be like her big break. Like, she is like, holy shit, I have to get there. This is, you know, maybe an opportunity I will never have again. I might actually become famous from this opportunity. You know, well, she anything. said she, she wanted to get chosen to go on tour with him. So she That's had to true. be there. That's true. But it didn't. But to me, there wasn't like a huge amount of urgency. It seemed like with her, like I she agree. was kind of just like, oh, well, I guess I'm stuck in this, you know, freight elevator with this cool, you know, this cute guy. Um, and I was like, okay, Listen, well, there's a, lo- a lot of cute guys out there, so you know, like, just don't. I was stuck. <laughs> on, I was stuck on my balcony for like 30 minutes, and I had nowhere to be, and I was freaking out. So I don't know how she could be yeah, so calm, stuck in an elevator <laughs> with her big break on the line, right? And so then, yeah. so then Jane Jensen. Jensen later is like is like oh Laura I'm so sorry that I'm such a fuck up and I like fucked up and I like left you and didn't say goodbye or whatever he did and I was like Laura don't take him back he's a loser and then she's like okay I'll take you back and I was like whatever live your stupid horrible lives I don't give a shit anymore <laughs> so like so so then Leah Michelle or or whatever her name is. I don't know her name in the movie. <laughs> Do we know. care enough to like girl number three? I don't know. <laughs> girl, backup girl singer number three. Um, Elise. That's a name that sticks with you. I didn't even know she had a name in the movie. What is it? Anise. Uh, Elise. Oh, Elise. Okay. So Elise is like singing. Is <laughs> singing. Odd Lang Sign. And it's like yeah. the it's it's just New Year's Eve has like midnight has just happened. So she's had the the thing is, okay, so I had a really big issue with this because it was like, first of all, Jensen, you're a fucking professional and you were hired to do yeah. a job. Yes. Like that yes. like you like that is really bad. That is really bad. That's a really unprofessional way to work. And like, I understand that you wanted to be with your ex-girlfriend, but you should have figured that out before because now there's literally a million people on the fucking streets waiting to hear you sing, watching this ball drop. And you're just like, I'm going to go hang out with my ex who doesn't even want me I, until later when I she changes her mind inexplicably. And it, but okay, so wait, hold on. Sorry, I have more to say. <laughs> so if they were going to do that, which they did, why wouldn't they have Jensen have some sort of exchange with Elise where he's like, you know what? This isn't my gig. This is yours. You do it. Make your dreams come true, girl. You know, and she's like, I will make my dreams come true, Jensen. Um, and then she sings and everyone's like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Whatever. But no, we just had him like abandon the stage and she just sang instead. And I was just like, OK, if they had been if it had been something where she had been like, this is my dream to be a singer. You know, I've always wanted to be a singer. And we like build up some sort of emotional backstory. Then like I'm getting goosebumps talking about what I would have done. <laughs> so that should tell you that this movie's terrible. Um, <laughs> if anyone's playing watches a movie bingo lauren just got goosebumps <laughs> i know that's the thing i get a lot um <clears throat> i do if i really like something or something like affects me i get goosebumps i like how your own story is affecting you but the movie isn't that's <laughs> I know, a sign like, i, like I know right like i'm like i like that I'm confidence like, that's brilliant i love it <laughs> i like it no i my like that go- confidence my goosebumps have told me that is in fact what we should do um <laughs> and there's a five percent chance it's already raining <laughs> My breasts can tell the weather. <laughs> they can tell when it's raining. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, if they had had some sort of thing where it was like, oh, you get to fulfill your dream because he's going to slack off and not be a fucking professional. Yeah. Then whatever. Sure. Then I would have been on board. But 
I didn't like that they like her and this dude had known each other for I'm gonna say all of 45 minutes right maybe Mm -hmm. like they did it wasn't that long I don't think and the entire thing took like six hours was like a six hour you know the entire movie um, the entire movie was it felt like it was it six was like hours. no i mean like no, i think it I know, took place yeah because yeah, it was like well it was probably, it was probably earlier 24 it was probably, hours yeah I think, it was probably but. earlier than that but anyway so 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 he like runs to bring her like a stupid bracelet and then he kisses her and i was like ew don't kiss her she did not give you permission to do that and there was like a couple things that that like that had happened like when um abigail breslin saw jake whatever that actor's name is um and she's like i saw you kissing the other girl and then he kissed her i was like i would have been like i saw you kissing another girl why would i want to kiss you right now yeah that's (laughs) i agree just fucking say let's i i think we should talk about each story as it comes because i want to go back to the leah michelle storyline so i'm getting i'm getting a little warm (laughs) but clamps so did you notice that the crowd okay so the crowd that she was singing in front of the jensen crowd and in this movie universe he's they're touting him like he's the the like he's the Taylor Swift of oh, yeah, this universe. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. The crowd is so small that he's singing to and Ashton Kutcher gets right in, stands very close yep, to the stage. No problem. No problems. And I don't understand why eight hours in an elevator together, because I think the guy who fixes the elevator says like, oh, it only took me eight hours, you know? Oh, okay. So they have this weird moment where they're like getting closer and closer and closer and they're going to kiss. And I'm like, why are they about to kiss right now? He's been so abrasive for most of it. Like he just, he's, listen, let me, all you young ladies out here, this is a guy you don't want to date. Okay. Yeah. He's so hung up on some past relationship that ended on New Year's or after New Year's sometime in his past that that he just cannot like New Year's. The most (laughs) chill holiday ever created is New Year's Eve. Uh And if there is somebody who's like, I just, I can't like New Year's anymore because one time, 10 years ago, a girl broke up with me once after kissing on New Year's. Like, just, just let them go. There's other right. fish in the sea that are probably much more pleasant to be around. And <laughs> yeah. Well, and he calls her like a groupie, too. Yeah, he calls like, her a groupie. She's and like, he's I'm like, working with Jensen. And he's like, oh, so you're a groupie. Like, it wasn't immediately like, oh, you could have a legit job <laughs> working with Jensen. You're just a fucking whore. Like, that's what it felt like yeah, he said. Well, that's kind of, what, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you call someone a groupie, you're not saying like, yes, I'm sure you're there for the music. Right. Like, you know, like. <laughs> And so, and he took, like, somebody decorated the floor of the apartment complex with all these decorations, and he tore them all down and put them in the trash, and I was like, that's way too, uh, that's way too ambitious. Right. Like, why just stay home? Yeah. Just stay in your apartment. But I instead, also didn't understand why they had to connect him with Zach Efron when there was nothing that they ever had, yeah, happened. Yeah, there was like all these weird strings that they were trying yeah. to connect through the movie. Again, and, like Love Actually. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and then they get so they get stuck in the elevator together and apparently it's nature's most powerful aphrodisiac <laughs> because at the end of the day they like have feelings for each other and all he's That's done, what happens in Mitch Nuts like, too. Pisses and moans most of the time about new year's he calls her a whore like you just said yeah she's saying you know like i went to juilliard i want to be a singer and and then he has her sing for him and then he said he wanted to be an illustrator and he draws a cartoon for her and that's all it takes and then he brings her this like really ugly rubber watch bracelet (laughs) and i thought like 
I think that the problem is the stakes couldn't be high because there's so many stories in this movie right and like the jensen storyline like you're he's probably getting paid hundreds of thousands of actually mike and i had this discussion on new year's and i have a theory that like people like taylor swift don't have to work on new year's eve because they're taylor swift and they make enough money they don't need the, (laughs) the big boost right but people who aren't taylor swift they're the acts that you see on new year's eve like they're uh-huh. the people who need the paycheck so oh, yeah like in, wa- there was one i remember it theory- was like walk the earth that band and i was yeah. like they, they aren't that famous but was it that one that they did like don't you dare look back don't you? yeah, yeah whatever. walk the moon walk it, the moon yeah i think it's called walk the moon yeah and uh so in this movie universe jensen shouldn't have to work new year's eve and he had right, not one but right. two jobs on new year's eve so that right. doesn't compute with my <laughs> personal theory which i think is the way the universe works i guess but um anyway so he's probably getting paid probably uh, for how much they touted him he's probably getting paid like a hundred thousand dollars or maybe oh, yeah. you know like i mean six figures at least to yeah. do this new year's eve show and for a woman that he could just meet like after his show is done like she's not going anywhere it's not like no, she's like catching she's, a, fl- a plane to mars afterwards like she literally is working the yeah. thing so she and, doesn't and have he, anywhere he has to, go. to abandon it and and, and he doesn't like he doesn't even give it to like the opening act. Right. He gives it to one of his amateur backup singers. Yeah. And then she like sings this beautiful song. But they don't do like Love actually did this thing where when Billy Mac was on TV, they showed people watching him in various locations, like right. watching him on TV. They didn't even show her being watched by all these people. They just no. showed her being watched by the tiniest New Year's <laughs> Eve crowd you've ever seen <laughs> oh. in New and York City. Two times. Yeah. <laughs> Times and I was Roman. like, this is where they put Jensen, the biggest pop star of our time. And and in the crowd, like, if I was in that crowd, like, if, okay, let's say we live in a world where Taylor Swift has to work New Year's Eve. Okay. And I get tickets to her show. Okay. And Taylor Swift is like, guys, I have to go declare love to somebody. I'm going to give my backup singer the thing. I'd say to, I'd say to She's Mike. She's like, like, guys, Tom Hiddleston is right next yeah. door because that's who she should be with. He's perfect. Oh. Gross. <laughs> no. He wore a shirt that perfect. said like, I love Taylor he's Swift, not perfect, which is really but sick. But um, <laughs> I think he's, he seems like he's a sweetheart. Anyway, whatever. Uh, anyway, so I'd look at Mike and I'd be like, do you want to go somewhere else? Like, I didn't pay two hundred dollars to see taylor swift's backup singer no i didn't pay money to see jensen's backup singer so i do agree with you and i'm glad you brought that up because it's so unprofessional and the story between her saying sorry i'm interrupting so he could have sang and then been like why don't you come up and sing with me Mm -hmm. or something but it's like the thing is that then it feels and then he throws down a smoke bomb and like backs out and like (laughs) where'd jensen go where'd he go (laughs) he's he's like i also practice magic <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, that's so sexy for some reason. Is it because you can also play guitar? It's because Jensen like, Bon Jovi. <laughs> Jensen Bon Jovi. Oh my god. Um yeah, no, I I like I, so I I don't like Leah Michelle really anyway. I have to say I wrote in my notes and I wanted to mention this. Have you ever seen the interview that Amber Riley did? And I can't remember. I don't know who the, the interviewer is with. But the interviewer is asking her questions and she's asking her about Leah Michelle because they worked on Glee together. And she goes, is Leah Michelle racist? And Amber is like, like Amber has the answer, but she doesn't want to say the answer out loud, of and her course, silence yeah. is—it says 
everything. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, a lot of stories about her yeah. behavior on Glee. Like, she, and- like Amber Riley was like, ah, <laughs> um, well, and I was like, you don't even need to say anything. Everything you, like, yes, I would say is probably the resounding answer in that case, you know? And it was just like, yeah, I've, I've heard Leah's like a, she's just a mess to work with and just i have read that as well and i think that's kind of sad because she's she has a beautiful voice she does um and so yeah i didn't find her or ashen kutcher to be very dynamic or um, magnetic to me like cut that whole storyline out i agree yeah i agree i totally agree i i think that i'm not like a huge ashton kutcher fan i really liked him in butterfly effect and that's really the only movie i can think of where i was like okay all right he's a decent actor but i'm everything else he just plays the same fucking character like he's like just as goofy it's like either he's an idiot or he's like just this rich guy who like is grumpy all the time like that's it like he doesn't like he's not there's nothing to me very special or as you said dynamic about you know I mean, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't come on the screen and I or screen and I'm immediately like I was even like more into like ludicrous. Like I was like, yeah, bring me more ludicrous. I'm into it. You know, like come on. And also I have to say, okay, so can we talk about the Hillary Swank one? Let's do it. Okay. So first I of all, have some stuff to say about that. Yes. First of all, I thought that she and Ludacris were married and I was like, Th- Fuck that's what yes. I mean about the bait and switch. Okay. Yeah, so you thought so too. I mean, well, if okay, if my partner was acting like he was to if i if my partner was behaving like ludicrous was behaving toward hillary swank toward another woman we would have words like oh yeah like, like i thought that they were married because yeah. the way that they were interacting i yeah. was like these two people they're have been having together an affair. for a long time they're doing yeah. it i mean oh, they're they're yeah. definitely having there was an like, affair there was like tension between them i was yeah. like get i was like get these two a room like come on i mean they didn't and even then, yeah they and were, then you see his kids and his wife later i was like what they're not married it's classic <laughs> classic affair situation <laughs> i know i'm like it's, so dumb and that's just a stupid like that's a stupid writing trick i, I thought is. it was like it is i what did they expect the audience to be like whoa those two aren't together mind blown this movie's awesome <laughs> okay so i have a question to ask you and this is relevant to the hillary swank thing was there like a distinct lack of um oh my god what's that word um were you pre Oh my god, what's that word? Hold on, I think I wrote it down. Um, oh, foreshadowing. Was there like a serious lack of foreshadowing with like everything? Because I was like, what? So De Niro's her dad. That came yeah. out of nowhere. Well, that's the thing. That's what I mean. Like everything had to be a bait and switch. So they couldn't tell you. They couldn't tell you. You just So Hillary Swank could either be the woman that Josh Duhamel met or yeah, that's what some I thought other that, person I thought in the story her. or another person in the story. Like, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. And, and so, yeah, you never know. Uh, and yes, you're, yeah, there's no foreshadowing because they can't give anything away because they want you to think that this movie is clever or creative when really it's just a full on mess. It is a mess. It's, yeah, because yeah. there's never like, it's never like, oh, my dad's in the hospital and I'm worried about him. Like, why? So she's so str- Okay. I'm getting really mad no, because this I know. movie the, was the fucking Hillary dumb. Swank storyline <laughs> is maybe the worst storyline. It's worse than Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle because it's so thoughtless. Yeah. See, the thing is, I thought the Hillary Swank storyline could have been one of the best 
but it was so poorly written that I could have not cared. I couldn't have cared about it. You know, I was like, whatever. You know, so like, first of all, I would have had her and Ludacris be married because why aren't they? They have chemistry. They should. Like, it's almost like they're like, (laughs) we can't have a white woman and a black man married. Interracial couple. We have to have them having an affair, and then his family comes later. Yeah, because that's better. Yeah, right. That's not feeding (laughs) into the stereotype. They just seemed like they were having an affair. They in the movie there was no like no you don't know just, if they it, are i mean like but they definitely seemed like a couple and yeah, the way they like yeah. looked at each other and talked to each other and again they have a history. we both thought that they were married yeah <laughs> so yeah and so then she's like so see she's all stressed out about this whole thing because she's in charge of like the times right and New Year's Jensen's Eve being a drop. piece of shit because he can't professionally do jack shit because <laughs> fuck him and then <laughs> This is going to be a good episode. I feel it in my bones. Um, (laughs) I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my bones toes toes. (laughs) I was like, what is it? Um, It could be bones, but um, (laughs) it could be bones. So she's okay. As I said, she's so stressed about this. Why isn't one of the things she's stressed about is the fact that her father's fucking dying in a hospital. (laughs) It's like so you know what? You like okay. You know what? You know what? I would be more concerned with if my father was dying in the <laughs> yeah. hospital on New Year's Eve, rather than I don't know a bunch of lights being lit up. I would be more worried about my father dying. <laughs> like it no. seemed like she had a good enough relationship with him that she should be by his side, but instead he's surrounded by strangers <laughs> and he's dying. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? He, if he was he was dying like the old I'm man, sweating so much because. So he was dying like the old man in the holy grail was dying like he's he was not dying like he was like a healthy man who just they I just know. laid down in a hospital bed and like he's carrie like, oh, elwes dying carrie elwes it was his doctor yeah. and they, they tried to use like context clues to make us to make it seem really grave and and the doctor was like carrie elwes the doctor yeah. was like he was like yeah, and you're refusing all treatment and all chemo and I can't help you. It's like, am I watching sketch comedy? Because it's ridiculous. He's like, I don't know. He's definitely not going to make it through the night. And I was like, how is this man going to die? He's totally fine. I know. He's not even so acting. They're like, like nurse, go smother him with a pillow. Yeah, I just want to make sure that what, this comes that's true. That's what it seemed like. Like, <laughs> like, he's signed the death warrant to this guy who's like, I feel happy. <laughs> you know, like, I don't understand. And so then, yeah. I'm still alive. And then, and then, and then, uh, so I have to tell you the story. I might have told this on the podcast before, but it's relevant. So, um, my friend Amber and I went to see the movie Road to Perdition. Oh yeah, and did I, I did tell think it. about that. I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, so I think about it frequently because you were like, "What is it like, son?" I'm. What does he say? Like, he's fatal like I'm feeling <laughs> fatal because every time, like the sun, like Tom Hanks was like doing fine until the son would like acknowledge that he was injured, and then he was like, and my friend Amber in the movie was like, "Don't come closer. I'm feeling fatal," and that's what this movie Robert De Niro, so Hillary Swank. comes to his hospital room okay like so the whole day she's like so caught up in this Times square thing and she's not even she just thinking about her happens to get to her dying father's hotel room and er, hotel (laughs) hospital room and she's like let's go to the roof so and and then like as soon as the ball drops he's like i'm feeling fatal and he like (laughs) dies and i'm like what timing like what is this what is this movie like it would have been so easy it would have been so easy 
to just have them reconcile. No death needed. Yeah. Just have them reconcile. You don't even have to see him die. Yeah. Like, just have him be like, like, maybe, let's say he broke his leg and he's in the hospital and he calls her and she's avoiding his calls all day. And then she finally picks up and then she's like, oh, I should probably go reconcile with my dad. You can still have the hospital storyline if you want. Yeah. Or just have well, them show up at the office where the Times Square ball drop is and have them like become father and daughter. Like, I mean, he could like the thing is he could have been dying, but maybe not like immediately. Yeah. You he know? didn't have to die as soon as the ball drops. Right. But like <laughs> the fact that he's in the hospital and they're talking about giving him end of life care. <laughs> and this woman is so caught up in having her spicy little affair with her hot little ludicrous like girl get it get it like there's a scene and, but she's not even she never even mentions her father i can't deal with this i feel like she just was like i have to go quick because he's gonna die soon and then i won't have to deal with it anymore yeah, i don't know like my dad's like, a fucking loser and, and then, i hate him <laughs> she's like and then, i guess i'll go watch him die and then and then they have this like they try to create this like intensity around like New Year's was like their special time. It, like so forceful, yeah. forcefully pushing this like ridiculous notion of like things like New Year's needing all this like gravity and people. It is. And uh, but then there's this scene early in the movie where she's looking out the window and she's like, look they're testing the confetti and i was like do they do that do they test <laughs> confetti do test and then confetti? confetti is falling through the window and she like calls on her radio and she's like don't throw it let it soar on the wind and i was like no one knows the difference <laughs> no one cares everybody watching this is not gonna know the difference I and into a cough. <laughs> this is a woman whose father is on his deathbed the whole movie. Every <laughs> like stupid movie. thing she does. Her father is on his deathbed. God. Bless. And there's there's a scene where so <laughs> she's she's standing by an enclosed staircase, totally closed, going up to the roof to turn on the ball, and she can't do it because she's afraid of heights. And I'm like, I told Mike, like, they should just make her afraid of stairs because then Ludacris <laughs> throws her over his shoulder and yeah. carries her up the stairs. And then she like, gets and up. Yeah. <laughs> she gets up to the platform that is actually open air where she should actually be afraid if she's right. actually afraid oh, of yeah, heights. And she's sure. totally fine. I know. I noticed that too. I was like, I was like, she's like, okay, I'm fine. I have to just make it up these stairs and I'll be okay. And they're like, are you afraid of heights? And she's like, I'm not like a afraid of them but if you someone asked me if i was afraid of them i'd be like well yeah i'm not like afraid of them but i'm like afraid of them and you're like okay well who cares and like and then she gets up there and she's just like i love this view it's great I'm here. yeah and she's like and Ludacris is like let's do it what we how we practice and i'm like when you were having your affair that's <laughs> yeah they're like meeting in their hotel room and they're and like he's like throwing her over like, his shoulder let's do this and it's she's like, like and uh <laughs> they have a they have a five to seven arrangement if anyone did i believe that those two definitely do <laughs> they have a five yeah. to seven arrangement for sure yeah i um that was really disappointing because i really i really did want them to be married and i even remember I when i saw them in the trailer i remember being like oh they're married in the trailer i thought they were married yeah well this movie has a stupid budget because number one they totally underutilized robert de niro and number two they paid for him to have a wife and children like they paid those actors to come in for a day yeah so I they just had for too much money right. they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Had too much money did you also notice and this really bothered me that the narrator changed like the first part of the movie hillary swank was like a narrator and she was just like 
platitude, 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 New Year's Eve, platitude. And there was this narration from her and then no narrator through the whole movie. And then at the end of the movie, it was Josh Duhamel being like, platitude, 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 New Year's Eve, platitude. I did not actually notice that. And I thought like, did they, did they forget that they had Hillary Swank doing the first part or what what happened here? I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I, I like the Josh, I, I thought it was Josh Dumal. I don't know. I always call him Josh Dumal. Anyway, um, this the whole like Josh Dumal thing, like Sarah Jessica Parker thing. Fo- I know, I know. That's exactly how I feel too. I'm She's shaking, shaking my head. her head at me. <laughs> um, it was like okay, so so Sarah. First of all, Sarah. Okay, I just like. <laughs> I'm just so I, annoyed. I feel like, like there's I'm, so many like, thoughts in I your know, head I'm that like, are trying to get out that you have to like try to organize I'm them exactly. Yeah. So she is spends the entire movie concerned about her 15 year old daughter who wants to go out. On, on New Year's Eve in Times Square, which I was like, she's like, Abigail Breslin is like, I'm 15 years old. And I was like, you are a baby. Sit down and shut up because your mother knows better than you. I was going to say, like, <laughs> she gives her, like, the mo- her mother's like, I'm just not comfortable comfortable with you going yeah. to Times Square I would have been like, I would have been giving her a PowerPoint and I would have been like, this guy is a fucking pedophile. Well, Do you know what that and means? Then, <laughs> yeah, and then like, she's terrified her. Like, the daughter's like, mom, you're just scared of everything. You can't be scared of the world. I want to live and I was like I feel like your mother has a healthy fear because it's not like <laughs> yeah it's not like well, you're also, asking to go to a friend's house right. you're asking to go to Times Square without any adults right. and apparently everyone else except for Piper's mom is okay with like going around I mean, and actually was and, Piper's mom someone famous because well, I didn't recognize, I didn't recognize her, her okay. either but this well, so, so let's talk for a second so okay. there's a secondary tiny like F level storyline yeah. of this group of 15 year old friends and right. one of their moms Piper her mom is always like lurking because she doesn't trust her kids yeah. so i was like okay we'll let her go then because piper's right. mom is Piper's there watching is there, them, then, then right. what's the big deal so why have that storyline because that just seems weird i know yeah. i don't i don't know either and, and like and like her whole thing is she's so obsessed with like kissing this guy and or you know abigail breslin's character is and then so that, like i did not care about that storyline at all Me like neither. they could have cut out Josh she's such a brat. oh just i'm just you mean the whole thing i'm talking about yeah josh dumal like the the thing is like the josh dumal thing was like okay so partly in my little fangirl heart was loving that there was a reference or homage i guess maybe to like an affair to remember um kind of with like the meeting after a year whatever um and i was like okay i love it but there's no foreshadowing as far as i knew unless i missed it that she had ever met this guy and had this yeah. connection with him it seemed like i was like she's got a 50 year old girl 15 year old child she's divorced she's also matthew broderick was in it too so i was like okay this is a little bit too was much. he really yes he was like one of the like ceos of like hillary swank's company or whatever oh wow remember he got like really pissed because it wasn't working oh. out yeah. yeah yeah wow weird i know it was like everyone was in this movie like hector elizondo yeah. it was like it was ridiculous so anyway um so i don't think there's ever any mention whatsoever that she's like oh i met this guy last year and i was really like into him blah blah, blah whatever and so when that happened i was like ex- i didn't know who to expect to wait for them and i was like i don't like that i don't know because i should have be no i should be knowing the entire time because this is not a mystery this is not a fucking thriller and you know what happens in mystery and thriller they foreshadow shit yeah <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to our listeners why I'm yelling so much, but I'm very frustrated right now. And I have to say more. Okay. So, and then you find out that Sarah, Jessica Parker, and Zach Efron are brother and sister because he goes, hey, sis. And yep. I was like, stop it. Who wrote this? You come back here and you get a sibling before you write this bullshit again because this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Gary Mar- Marshall wrote it because Penny Marshall was also in the movie. She wasn't it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was kind of cute because I was like, oh, they're, they're brother and sister. So that's mm-hmm. adorable, but um, but like, yeah, he's like, hey, sis, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like that is one of my big pet peeves, and especially since he later in the conversation establishes that he's definitely her sister by saying he's the girl's uncle. Yeah, her brother, and then yeah. they never ever ever meet yeah. or have any contact, so there's literally no reason for them to be related. Yeah, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I think, and I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think if you pulled out Sarah Jessica Parker's storyline and Zac Efron's storyline and the movie was their two storylines with with um, some revising, mm-hmm. I think it could be a cute movie that was like, okay, this is a cute, fun movie because um, the bones of Sarah Jessica Parker's storyline, I kind of liked in a way. Yes, yes. in a way. Me too. Um, yeah. Everything you're saying is right, though. And I also don't really care for the trope of like, let's meet again in a year. Uh, because it, from what I know of In Affair to Remember, it's done a lot better than this movie. It is. It and is done a lot better. I think that, yeah. that they also like had an established relationship mm-hmm. and they knew each other for like weeks so, like, before this happened. There's so. really no explanation that I believe in this movie as to why they decided to wait a year. Cause why right. would you meet a stranger and then be like, not tonight, but in a year I'd be like, whatever. Like, I'm yeah, gonna I'd just be like, go find I don't somebody even else. know where I'm going to be in a year. I'm like, not going to make my plans if around we're connecting you right now. Why am I waiting a year? Yeah. Cause it's not like, it's not like she said like, Oh, well let's wait a year for my divorce to be final because X, Y, Z, or he's not like, right. Well, I'm going to Japan for a year with my father's company, so I won't be here. So maybe we'll right. meet again. It's just like, if things are okay next year, maybe let's meet again. And I thought that was really lame. Like, that's a really stupid reason to not just... Because, like, what if one of you dies? Yeah. Like, why yeah. would you put something on hold for a year unless there was a really good reason to do that? You know? Right, right. And so I thought that that was really lame. And I... and But I, I, I think that... There's an ask and cut out her daughter entirely because I yeah, didn't like her I, daughter I, at all. I did not. But, yeah. Um, I so agree. there's this like sad sack aspect where she's like she's like a tailor or something for the Rockettes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she has like, which this, I thought she had like kind of an interesting job. Like yeah. I would have like well, that they all have cool. like interesting, you know, vanity jobs. And <laughs> yeah, these. I know, like, she's a baker. Yeah, she owns a flower <laughs> shop. She's a bridesmaid. Cr- she's a wedding planner. She's yeah. A- <laughs> so um, so she has this like dress on a model like a dress. Maker's form in the corner, and one of the Rockettes is like, "What's that dress?" And she goes, "Oh, just something I've been working on." But then here's where the sad sackness comes in, where she's like, "I'm really excited because this New Year's Eve, my daughter is with me. She was with her dad last year, but we're gonna do all the fun stuff. We're See, gonna I thought have that was treats. cute. Well, no, the reason it's a sad sack is because as soon as she says that, you see a scene of her daughter being like, "I am not spending New Year's with my <laughs> yeah, mom." Yeah. So that's what yeah. I mean. Like it's pathetic. Right, like, right. Like the poor mom is looking forward to this and probably has 
has been looking forward to it the whole year and they immediately make her daughter unlikable by being like guess what i'm not looking forward to right something that my mom is thinking is going to be very special <laughs> right you yeah. know i know like her and mom's so cute she's so, like getting like she like sparkles in her eyes she was like oh we're gonna do this and, and this she, and that and like yeah and, and then the daughter's just like well, i'm a 15 year old brat because all 15 year olds are brats because they are i'm sorry it's she, just a fact okay? like <laughs> she never says one word about like to your point she never says like and i met this guy and i kind of want to wear that dress to see if i can meet him again right so Nothing. it seems like she's not even planning on trying to meet him again because she's like right. super excited about spending the night with the daughter so I don't know. Maybe so, someone like, should let him know that she initially wasn't planning on meeting up with him. Well, like, so that's my question: is that the is the only reason that she met up with him was because her daughter ditched her? I think so. Well, like like her and her daughter came to this understanding where I guess <laughs> I was thinking like I was I'm jumping around a lot, but I was like having shower conversations in my house for the last week because she was <laughs> you were so, like fuck her. She was I so that bratty <laughs> to her mom and like telling her mom that her mom's too afraid. And I'm like, guess what? Your mom should be afraid to have you alone in New York. Yeah. And like, I'm sure Times Square is maybe like per capita the most drunk people in one location. Oh, for sure. And yeah. you're 15, and New York isn't really a safe place. And no. Like, I'm an adult and I don't know if I would want to go by myself with a, I you know like hell no hell no so I, I thought me? like I thought it would have been a little bit better to maybe have her want to go to a party at a friend's house as yeah. opposed to like Times Square because she just seemed like an idiot for acting like her mom was so crazy for not letting her go to Times Square when right. Piper's listen Piper's mom was gonna be there so I don't know what the big except I, for she the was fact stalking that them. also <laughs> why didn't her mom ever why wasn't her mom ever truthful with her why didn't her mom be like hey was her what was her name Haley or something like um, that um am i just making that up because Haley seems like a bratty teenager name <laughs> i think her no i think her name was Haley. she's way down here on the cast list where is she on the cast sarah list? jessica parker's kim is she even on here i don't <laughs> oh Haley. no she's right after it her. is Haley. Yeah. okay so she's like why did why didn't she just stop her and be like Haley? i really missed spending time with you last new year's and this is something that's going to mean a lot to me will you please stay home with me but instead she always played the like no it's dangerous card and i'd be like this is obviously not working like your daughter right, right. wants to get mugged so i think you need to try something different and say Her daughter's like i just like, really want to get abducted just, this year yeah like, <laughs> what's the back of a van look like i'm so, just so ready for <laughs> let's do it let's get abducted tonight okay, first time abduction and so <laughs> i was just time kidnapper what is your sign <laughs> I just don't understand why she never did that because this movie is so schmaltzy. Yeah. But instead they just made the mom perpetually look like a sad sack and the daughter just look like really rude. And then, so then they come to this like after New Year's, Haley sees a girl like kissing the guy she wants to kiss and she cries into her mother's arms and they meet at this cafe and at this like at this point it's got to be like 1 a.m. I don't know what like, they're actually right. all the time in the world and they're at this cafe and she's like, finally lets her fly free and hang with her friends at this cafe or go to this like party at somebody's house and then she decides to meet josh duhamel or duhamel or whatever his name is what's his character's name sam Uh, sam sam so she finally goes to meet sam and i was like it's a little late it's probably way after midnight why is he still there yeah like it'd be freezing too he's getting up to leave and he hears like a horse and carriage turning the corner and he just stops like how (laughs) 
Why would you do that? Yeah, like you're, you've lived in New York City for, I'm assuming, at least a couple years by now. Yeah. That's probably something that you should just be like, that's just a regular thing that and I hear course, occasionally. Yeah. yeah. And then like, it happens to be her. And right. they, and, I guess, and that they, they immediately, like, they kiss. They, the, yeah. I know. Like, she's like, they barely say hi. She's like, hi. I'm <laughs> like, oh my God. I'd be like, we haven't, I don't even really remember what yeah. you look like. Also, <laughs> earlier that evening, he was really close to having a threesome with those ladies at his work party <laughs> I know, like, I know. So they were like they were like hey and you're he rich was like, and hot and he was like, like i'm gonna be a sam sandwich and yeah. stuff and then he was getting a ride in that rv so those people that gave him a ride yeah. from like connecticut in With their the rv uncle the, or perverted the grandpa, grandpa was so perverted in so front of gross. The, there's two children and oh, yeah, there was three he, I think. sam is telling the three and plus lisa simpson is there and the, so there, Sam is telling this story. Wait, that she does the voice of Lisa. Yeah, Simpson. the mom, okay. the mom character. Uh, what's her name? I Yard, did, Yardley Smith. Is that her name? Oh, Yardley Smith, I think, or something. And anyway, so, uh, so Sam is telling the story about like how he met this woman, and she really was different than all the other women. And the grandpa was like, "Ah, did you put your penis in her?" Like that's the equivalent. Like in front of in front of his grandchildren, and his grandchildren were like twenty years old. His grandchildren yeah. were like ten, they were cute. eleven. They were cute. And kids, the dad yeah. is a pastor of a church. Right, and the dad is like, we always take our kids to see the Rockettes on New Year's Eve, but it was like by the time they got to the city, it was like eleven. Do the Rockettes go on at midnight? I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't think so. I don't so. know I when think, the Rockettes go on. But I think the Rockettes would probably go on around like seven p.m. Like dinner hour, yeah. or like a little oh, bit yeah. after. No, they're not gonna go on at yeah. like eleven so p.m. No. I, I thought that was really weird. And plus, this really made me mad, and this would make me mad in real life. So they they're driving this RV, and they say because his he crashed his car because his gps wasn't working because in movies gps <laughs> always just never knows well, what like, new york and is first of all he was like not even paying attention to the road so well, the guy yeah. was like i was like this guy's gonna get into a car accident boom he got yeah. into one and i was like oh well that and was, he was a saying, big surprise he was saying to the gps new york and they're like new haven new jersey and i'm like yes the gps doesn't know the biggest <laughs> city in the I know, united I know, states i know and then uh it's and not so, like you're like go to sarah's house and they're like go to sam's house and you're like Ooh, sarah <laughs> so, so the guy the 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 wrecker driver takes him to the church because his brother's the pastor and his brother right. pulls out this rv and he's like if you pay or we'll take you to the city if you pay some gas and i'm like f that you're going to the city with or without him why does he have to pay for gas <laughs> Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what? If Sam yeah. said, can I pitch in for gas? You can say yes. Right. But I think it's really rude to be like, we're already going to the city. Get in and help us pay for gas. Like, that's yeah, so yeah. rude. No, I can, I can see what you... I mean, I can see both sides. I can see both Why? sides. But it's, he's not even right. that heavy. Like, right. It's not like he's causing extra no. gas mileage, really. No, 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 he wouldn't have been. I thought that was really weird. It would be one thing if, like... Like if he was like, like can I you tow like, my car too? Well, like yeah. If the guy was like sitting in his jammies at home, like prepared for a night in, and they're like, right. can you give him a ride to the city? And then you'd be like, um, I wasn't planning on going to the city, so do you mind helping me pay for gas? Right. They right. were planning to go to the city. Yeah. And they made him help with <laughs> gas, and I can't think of something more rude in that moment. I like uh, I didn't even think about that but I like how you're focused on that so I wrote down I have to say one thing just real quick um hold on I wrote down Jim Belushi is in this because because it is the Jim Belushi of movies <laughs> Uh, 
who does he play i remember he's him like the super that's yeah. right that's right he fixes the elevator and he's like just this little yeah mm-hmm. like you really bit part and i was like i was like oh jim belushi's in this. everybody yeah everybody's in this so i want to talk uh, about i want to talk a little bit more about the jensen storyline okay the jensen katherine heigl storyline jensen and laura yeah and uh so so you find out that laura was oh a kitty just jumped up behind me hello kitty (laughs) he's so cute he's so sweet so you find out that so laura (laughs) is like catering this mega party and it's like a big break for her and you find out later that Jensen told the people who were throwing the party, like, I won't do this party unless you hire Laura. So I it wasn't even her own like talent. That. Yeah, that like I bothered like, me. So in this movie, it's not her own talent that right. got her the job. It's that a pop star asked for her, which I think is supposed to seem romantic. But in the movie, as an audience member, seems really chauvinistic to me. Yeah, to me, it kind of did, too. I was like, like, and I, I wanted her to kind of get mad about it. And she was like, oh, thank you. Like, That's she thought so it was nice. so sweet. Yeah, because I would have kind of been like, oh, OK, so. So you think that I can't get here on my own merit. Mm-hmm. So I, I need a, I, I need like, you to help me. Yeah. Like, you and know? I think that there's a and time and a place. Sh- that should have broken them up even further. Yeah. You like, know? I want like, to specify. Sorry, wait, like, real quick. If she had been like, Jensen, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the what you, you do. And this is why we broke up. Because you can't, you can't think I can do anything on my own merit. But no. It was just, she's just like... Oh, you're so sexist. That's so hot. <laughs> I well, he's not I, sexist, but it's, I think the yeah. writers were being sexist. I think so too. I yeah. think there. I want to clarify. I think there is a time and a place, and it is romantic for stuff like that to happen right, in the right. right context. I agree. I, I don't agree. think it's bad across the board, but I do think in this movie it was another notch under the like don't you shouldn't be together and this movie right, is badly right. written it's like just the badly pros written. and cons and the cons yeah, like it's a con, like, yeah it's not romantic to watch something where the man is being a jerk and then like the woman doesn't like you don't even give her this like the writers didn't even give her that she didn't earn that job they didn't give right. that to her it's his still like everything it's like it's almost like i remember when we were watching the like mike and i were talking about the kissing booth and he sort of talked about how the women are like weirdly subservient to the men in the kissing booth yeah and that's kind of what this movie felt like too like nothing is is laura's it's all jensen's yeah. and yeah. even like she can't even like break herself away from him like she kind of like in a weird way is supposed to be like portrayed as like belonging to him still even after he treated yeah. her badly and i think yeah. that, that this movie is full of that sort of thing and well because he like asked her to marry him and then he was like just kidding i'm out i, 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 was I thinking mean that i wrote that how down. can you how can you trust a person after they did well, that it's it, so in the storyline that they established embarrassing oh my god it's very sweet um sure i I can move him no i like it it's cute oh my gosh he's getting so comfortable so so in the storyline that they established so laura and jensen got jensen got a home together Mm -hmm. and they moved in and he asked her to marry him and immediately got cold feet and went on tour and didn't even come live in the house and she says like i didn't even get to cook you one meal in this house you know and you just left right and then he's saying like i'm ready i'm ready to commit now and in my i was like there's no ready to commit like you don't like ready to commit is like 
hey, we've been casually dating for a little while and I want to commit and I think we should be exclusive. Right. That's ready to commit. Once you've like established moving in and asking someone to marry you, like you've committed. You can't, you can't say a year <laughs> later, like, look, now I'm ready to commit. Like right. she never should have taken him back. Like that's asshole territory. Oh, yeah. And and it, they were trying to make it seem super romantic and I didn't think not one single bit of I it was romantic. Either. I didn't either at all. Like I, I was just like, why? Why like and, and that's the thing is that they the writers, whoever wrote this, is trying to trying to push this relationship on us and trying to be like, This is romantic. But I never felt like that the entire time because first of all, he was I kind of found him irritating because he's just groveling the whole time. Yeah. And she was just being Catherine Heigl. And she was like, <laughs> you know, she like, was supposed to be, I think they were trying to make it seem like she was like this strong, tough, independent female, but she never really was. Cause if she was, she would have hit him in the balls and cut him across the chest. So he had to go to the hospital, <laughs> maybe stabbed him in the kidney. I don't know. Like maybe <laughs> an attempted murder. And then I would be like, 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 okay, if she murdered him. I would have been okay. She's with a that. bad bitch. But now instead it's like she you know what you know what her heart just has a little shell around it and he just has to yeah. he just has to give her some sweet sweetness and then it'll melt it and then she doesn't even have to be a successful woman because all of her success came from yeah him and, anyway. and you know what he's super rich so he'll take care of her yeah yeah, yeah I and everyone yeah, wants I to be with Jensen I, honestly what I think they should have done is cut Catherine Heigl out completely yes. and had Sofia Vergara end up with Jensen oh yeah, yeah. like it and I don't think it could have been particularly romantic or anything, but like, it would have been huge fun. tracts of land. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Something? It's from Monty Python. Okay. Where he's like, but father, I don't want to get married. And his father's like, she has huge tracts of land, but he's like holding his hands like boobs. Like, it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... <laughs> Like, I, I thought her character was really fun and, like, adorable. And so whenever she was on the screen, I was like, I love her. I love her. Like, I want more. But then they'd bring on Katherine Heigl. And I was like, so this, you're, you're bringing on this, like, dynamic, fun character versus this, like, plays the same damn character in every fucking movie and all she does is whine the entire time which i realize i'm whining but i'm not getting paid to do this so i'm just saying we're doing it all for free like i can whine all i I want (laughs) (laughs) this is my podcast i have the microphone and if i want to whine and if you tell me i can't whine well then we're gonna have well would you like some cheese with that wine i also don't think that bon jovi is a very good actor so no i mean all the money they spent on all the actors in this movie they couldn't just like put maybe someone a little bit more compelling in that role yeah i mean they could have gotten an actor that can sing yeah get zachary levi there you go decision made zachary levi there you go yeah exactly i don't know exactly he was just the first actor i could think of that could sing so i, don't I know. like it i like it <laughs> yeah, so he was, you know you know uh, yeah and no i i think i've seen him in one other movie and it was about vampires mm. and i don't remember what it was called he was, it was in like the show. los diablos vampires it was something like he that was it was in the like show a, chuck yeah and oh, I, no, no, I'm talking about Bon Jovi. Oh. Okay, but go on. No, go ahead. Uh, no, that's not, it. That's all oh, I had to say. <laughs> this story isn't very good. Okay. <laughs> he was in the show, Chuck. That's all we need to know. No, I know a lot of people really like that show. Um, I never got into it. I never really tried to get into it, so. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
So I think so, we, so I'm, I want us to save the Michelle Pfeiffer story for last because that was the best one, I think. Okay, wait. Um, um, but I, let's talk about the, oh, wait, are we done with Laura and Jensen? Yeah, I don't really have anything more to say other than like, oh, there was a, there was a scene when the toe guy who's the dad in 10 Things I Hate About You says, um, he'll never understand people with hair. I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, okay, that was kind of clever. Um, but that was really the only part where I really like had a like a reaction. You know what I mean? Like and I yeah. thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna get emotional at the De Niro storyline. I nope, not even a little bit. No, no, no. emotion. I was I was just that like to me, like there's just so many little bits and pieces that if they had just fleshed them out and gotten rid of all the dead weight, they could have this could have been a decent film. You know? It could have been an enjoyable film. But well, yeah, they had to pare it down way a lot to make. Well, it and they had decent. way too many, way too many people in there. Like, if you're gonna do that, then you need to make it like a TV show, make it a mini series. Sure, you know I mean? yeah, I guess, yeah. I though I I found like the schmaltz was a little bit too much most of the time. Yeah, and something I else really I did not like. care about the pregnancy thing either. That was just like just bum me out. And it's sure yeah. part of it's because of the whole me and weird with pregnancy, but it was just like. It just felt icky that two, like four people, were so in, like insistent on having their children early to win twenty five thousand dollars. That I was like, if your child is hurt or sick or or disabled because you gave birth too early, then that twenty five thousand isn't going to mean jack shit. Now is it? Yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, well, now you have a kid that has a disability and they're going to struggle and suffer for the rest of their life because they were born too early. So, you know, that's your fault. It's Good job. Pretty bonkers. <laughs> and like, did you recognize the husband, um, the German husband? It's Till Schweiger who played Hugo Stieglitz from Inglorious Bastards. He did look familiar. Yeah, I, I had to look him up. I, I knew I'd know I, from something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he went from Inglorious <laughs> Bastards to this movie. He probably got paid a lot. He probably got paid a lot, but yeah, yeah. And yeah, then I didn't. But yeah, as soon as I was like, oh, okay, was he the silent one? He didn't talk or something. In no, the, he in was the husband of the woman. The no, sl- inglorious bastard. Oh yeah, he was silent. He was the one they broke out of jail. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, and uh, but I I wouldn't have put two and two together if he hadn't said that, and I didn't look him up because I was oh, like, oh yeah, <laughs> and so. he, he acted like they like plotted to have their baby on new year's or yeah. new year's day to be the first baby of the new year so they could win twenty five thousand dollars and stuff and then um i i thought that jessica beal and uh what's his name i know seth I, myers, seth myers w- yeah was kind of like weird when she was eating those like sardines or whatever it was so disgusting i know she and was, she like, was like, gagging she was like, like starting to vomit each time and i was like stop showing her doing this stop show- i know like i don't i feel like I think it's really weird, a weird storyline for a pregnant woman to be like, I've carried this baby for nine months, but I suddenly don't care about it and I want to win money. Like, that's really weird. (sighs) And I also think it's weird for a hospital to give money to like a hospital has $25,000 to give away. Like, it would would make more sense if it was like a radio station that was like, that's what I, I was so confused about that. WKRT is going to give away money if, you know, like the first baby born in the new year. Yeah. 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 So I, I thought it was really weird. And then there was this really gross part where like this, 
a male nurse was like let the best cervix win and i was like no who wrote that line (laughs) i I hate that line i hate it's so stupid it's a it is it it is dumb i agree it was was just like uncomfortable yeah i didn't care for it and then you know and if they're gonna have like two doctors and then there should they should be connected like they should be at the same hospital like carriola should be married to freaking carla grugina or something maybe they are you You never know but i don't know but you know what i have to say good for him because she is gorgeous she's stunning yeah i she's am in, i'm a little bit in love with carla gugino let's she's, be honest i okay. really like ever since um well i liked her in son-in-law but she was so cool in uh sucker punch mm-hmm. you know and yeah and, uh yeah. watchman and so yeah she's i really she's liked awesome. her in um in the haunting of hill house she was mm-hmm. the mom in that yeah she's good she's yeah. really good she's very good yeah, and oh, there was something else. So Halle Berry is like a, a nurse, mm-hmm. and she's sitting with Robert De Niro, and then um, until Hillary Swank takes over, and then so they're doing another bait and switch where you're like, is Halle Berry the one that Dot Josh Dumal met? And then she, that's what I was wondering. And this too. is I, something like this. Really, I really <laughs> hate this. Mm-hmm. So instead, so she puts on a really fancy dress and she's leaving the hospital, but she just walks down the hall and goes into a meeting room and has like a video chat with her husband who's like over in the Middle East. Played by Common. Played by <laughs> Common. The rapper Common. And yes. I look. I'm not trying to like insult any armed forces, but that storyline is so tired and so overdone. Yeah. It's like, show me a bad writer in Hollywood. Oh, her husband is a soldier. Right, right. You you have no, there's no basis. There's nothing else. They're just, they're relying on the cheap emotional pop of people who will get worked up about that. And I, I'm not even trying to, I'm not trying to say that like, people whose husbands or sons or brothers are who are gone on tours active of active duty or anything i'm not trying to say that they're you know like schmaltzy or over the top or anything like that's in real life that's your thing i'm not trying to insult it but in movies when they use it for just a cheap emotional pop i think it's so stupid there is nothing that pushed the storyline along with their story either yeah it's you know just like, like there, it wasn't there for any reason and they could have cut like, her out completely he's like oh we gotta go and it just cuts off and she's like i love you it's as cheap as making like robert de niro's character be on death's door with like this horrible illness that is actually really horrible to watch your family members go through right, right. and now common is also like on a battlefield it's just like come on can't we can't we just be a little bit more creative here right i know i know i know and uh, yeah and and especially like and then they have like carrie was he's another big name hollywood but he has nothing no sort of plot that happens to him so i was like underutilized why are you underutilizing yeah, all these why? great yeah. actors he like, could have been jensen kick out the ones that suck like <laughs> leah michelle and ashton kutcher and bring in the ones that are good like carrie yowes and halle berry you know like i want to see them have something i thought you were gonna say i want to see them have sex <laughs> no well, or maybe i don't know it maybe would have made this thing better you know what, if there was a, a whole little sex, passionate elevator there was fling, a little sex you know? in this like, movie maybe it would have been more enjoyable <laughs> like if i had seen full-on penetration <laughs> No, that would have been super weird. I would have been like, "Oh God, there's porn in this." I mean, I'm gonna keep watching, but <laughs> anything can happen. Um, anything can happen. Anything can happen if it's porn. <laughs> that's that's my new theme song. No, that's terrible. So, I'm just kidding. I, I don't should, like that. I I do want to talk about the Michelle Pfeiffer storyline yes, a little deeper. Let's talk about that. 
I liked her storyline. I um, did too. She's kind of like a kind of like a woman whose life has passed her by and she's realized that she hasn't taken any risks mm-hmm. and she had a whole list of things and so she hires Zach Efron who's like a courier yeah well so like, she's like she's telling her boss though John Lithgow played yeah. by John Lithgow that yeah, she's another like actor. Right, another great actor yeah. who by the way I you, you never watch the show Dexter right I've seen it a couple episodes okay so he was in the fourth season John Lithgow <clears throat> and he was terrifying Mm. i have never like i was kind of scared of john lithgow after that like for a long time like i was like john lithgow is actually like really terrifying (laughs) like he's really like and you wouldn't think so because he plays such like goofy characters like dick and in third rock from the sun you know like dick is such a goofy character and but no this character was fucking scary as shit oh i know me too um actually both french stewart and the woman that plays um, K- Kristen Johnson, that actress, yeah. that are both in 30 yeah. Rock, yeah. they are both in Mom Sally. as well. No, Sally was the girlfriend, right? No, Sally yeah, was... Yeah, Sally, Sally, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Her name is Tammy in, in, in a Mom, but yeah, they're both in Mom, and they actually have an affair together, French Stewart and... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So she goes to John Lithgow, and she's like, um, I'm taking two weeks off, I'm, I'm going to go on vacation, because, you know, like, um, everyone deserves to have self-care and take care of themselves and it's, take breaks yeah. from work, because work is just work, and that's all people should think of it as. Um, and he's like, oh, what? Uh, no, first of all, I did not say no and she's like okay well you don't get the right to say no because it goes through hr and he's like right bullet i still say no and then she's just like i quit and i was like good for her yeah good for i agree her. yeah because like you know <clears throat> no one you should never work a job that is so insistent on having you there that you cannot have a break fuck that that is not a job that is like slave labor yeah with mm-hmm. extra steps also <laughs> you know they're trying so hard to make katherine heigl seem like a big independent woman and i'm like michelle pfeiffer's yeah. character was much more per- oh like, yeah persuasive of that when she quit her job because her boss was being a dick right and and just in general michelle pfeiffer is just so much more dynamic on the screen mm-hmm. you know like w- if you ever gave me a decision between would you rather watch a katherine heigl movie even if it was like someone with an actor i really liked I'm thinking Gerard Butler because it's like they're in a movie together. I would have never watched that movie anyway. Oh, the yeah. Ugly Truth. It sounded really bad and sexist, and I was like, "I'm good, thank you." Um, but I would always choose Michelle Pfeiffer sure. million times over. You know, I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I want to see a movie with Gangsters Paradise. Yeah, yeah, with Catherine the- Heigl. <laughs> yeah, I want Catherine Heigl to go teach in the inner She's city. Like, guys, <laughs> I know I'm super white and blonde and i know what <laughs> your struggle is <laughs> as a bunch of inner city kids what's that movie called i can't I remember it. rich but i really get it <laughs> i dangerous minds dangerous minds yeah that's right i never yeah. saw that but, me neither <laughs> but i know Listen almost every single lyric of uh yeah we yeah of <laughs> what is that uh, paradise. Amish paradise as i walk well. through the valley okay, of the shadow <laughs> <laughs> We gotta go. Okay, okay. This okay. is so long. As okay, much yeah, as I yeah. want to hear you rapping. <laughs> <laughs> you don't or you do? No, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna no, do it. No, don't do it. Though. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> nice SpongeBob reference. Um, so, yeah. So, since she hires uh, the courier, but he's like, 
he he's kind of like a little bit of a goof himself i feel like because you know she has those like those well, tickets he's like a typical like he's 20 like year old guy yeah, yeah but she like has those tickets to like the masquerade ball and he's like there's a bunch of girls there and you don't care what they look like because they're covered by masks and i was like who talks like that? a 20 year old guy <laughs> talks like that i was like okay yeah the thing is <laughs> i think zach efron is so like cute and charming oh yeah me too and he's yeah. really he's pretty talented at what he does mm-hmm and so I think that line coming out of his mouth seemed more cute and charming than it would coming out of like <laughs> yeah. Ashton Kutcher's mouth, for example. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So You're I don't right, know if that's yeah. good or bad that I or allow like it. Or like the horny grandpa would yeah. be like, I'd be like, ew, what is yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so so then she takes him or he takes her around to like fulfill all these little like things. And I thought, I just thought like. I like what you said. I would have loved an entire movie yeah. of just that because just give me they that had storyline. They had great chemistry. They were adorable together, and like he really kind of brought her out of his shell or out of her shell, you know. And and it was like, and I I liked that it. it was kind of like a May December romance yeah. too. Well, you they know? also they also had like the climax moment when she overhears him talking about how how he's talking to the phone and he's like yeah. he's talking on the phone. And he's like. I have to take this woman around. She's kind of pathetic, but she's going to give me tickets to this masquerade ball if I, did I like do. He was and like, she's pathetic, but in a cute way. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so I was like, that's perfect. That's a perfect, like, you know, everything has to fall apart and then come back together. Right. And then also at the end of the I actually, movie. I got irritated by that part because I was like, why would you say that when you know that she well, can it, hear I you? I mean, it's bad because it's so echoey in that room. Right, like, why right. would you ever do that? But it's movie-fied in a way that I'm like, of course it would happen. Right, but, right. Uh, and everything he took her to was so creative and cute. Yeah, it was. It was, was. It was, it was slightly very romantic, and you could tell that she was like finally living for the first time. And then, anyway, and then they make amends, and he takes her down to Times Square. Well, actually, she takes him down. She to takes. Times oh yeah, she <laughs> yeah. drives. She rides she his drives scooter. The scooter. Yeah. And she says something like, she gives him the tickets, and she's like, "Listen, go live your life. Don't wait as long as I did." Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really poignant. And then. So then she's alone. She's in Times Square and she's alone and midnight happens and then he shows up out of nowhere and gives her a kiss. And I really liked that um, at the end, instead of it being like this, like, oh, oh, what a kiss moment. He said, boom, last one. Kiss on New Year's Eve at midnight. And I was like, perfect levity for the situation. And I can't believe a movie like that showed that much restraint as to not make them be like suddenly we're in love because we kissed instead it was just like a young boy who's like i accomplished that and they have a connection but the rest is just left up to our imagination and they probably won't be together and i like it better for it you know yeah, what i mean? no, i you know i actually i was just thinking about this because i realized that i had watched um a bunch of interviews with him and michelle pfeiffer and he was like heavily flirting with her <laughs> in those interviews and i was like get it yeah <laughs> like i was loving it i was like this is my jam like it was and uh and i think she was kind of like doing she's like well zach i'm married but <laughs> and i was like but you like it because he's yeah. a cutie <laughs> but you could do like a ludicrous hillary slang thing maybe <laughs> like, mm-hmm. five, to seven. <laughs> five to seven hey girl when are you bu- like are you busy between five to seven because i have a hotel room on the <laughs> upper east side <laughs> just kidding i can't afford it and i'm a courier, yeah. <laughs> courier. <laughs> whatever is it courier courier you, you're, Cour- i, I said courier. courier 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 like a courier, one who curries. <laughs> no, one who like a courier, like courier. Right, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah, courier. Is it courier? Courier. I've never heard that. I don't know. I think it's courier. I think you're like right. Bike courier. You're probably right, but it's 
It looks like it should be Courier, though, because it has an O in it and a U. Courier. Courier. That's not how English works. Quarry. Courier. <laughs> a quarry. Isn't a Tracy, quarry. Isn't Tracy Jordan say that a lot in, yes. in an episode of uh, yes. 30 Rock? He's like, a and quarry. I've been rewatching. <laughs> I've been rewatching. Oh shit, I was something I was gonna tell you about 30. Oh yeah, yeah. I was um <clears throat> I don't know if you got this far. It's in the first season, but there's a scene or there's an episode where Tracy realizes that his like two his like the two guys in his um his like entourage are like letting him win video oh, games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen that episode. Yeah, and he's leaving he's leaving like 30 rock and he gets caught up in this crowd and so one of the big guys i think it's like grizz like picks him up and and <laughs> the background is and uh <laughs> like tracy jordan oh, like you like you're uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. Swank. laughs> um and i was and i almost sent you a video of it but then i was like i don't really feel like it, so I didn't <laughs> that's okay it. but yeah, i, I have seen figured that. that you had seen yeah, it too seen so it, yeah but um yeah and so yeah it's just it's it's overall just this movie had it had the potential bones of being good but it just had so it had too many bones there were too many there was like too many bones it's it's like it's like someone had two skeletons of like two different dinosaurs and they just made it into one big dinosaur and they were like they're like the dinosaurs got two heads and two tails are you sure that's right jeffrey i'm 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 not sure. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but this dinosaur is going to make us a lot of money between it's the weeks of January first <laughs> and January fifteenth in the movie theaters. Exactly. Exactly. And streaming because people are going to pay for streaming services and watch it and review it on I their sure podcasts. I know that I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a a nightmare of no foreshadowing. <laughs> it was like just they were trying so like i just felt in my soul that they were trying so hard to be the new love actually oh yeah and we're failing so miserably totally right yeah like it really had that vibe but it's like whoever was doing this was like "Mm," you know and and the music was nothing special either and i i love music i love my music and music can be used to make really great emotional scenes but when you don't flesh it out and you don't care about the characters, then music ain't going to do shit. But also, like, just that Jensen song was, like, super lame. And I could have, I don't even remember how it went because it was so lame. <laughs> and just the weird, like, Leo show, like, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought Like, she's, like, waiting, like, 10 seconds in between each line. And he's just like, is she done? Like, what? Oh, she's still singing. Okay. Also, the cartoon that Ashton Kutcher drew, drew in the uh, elevator was, like, drawn in, like, intense black ink. And I'm like, why would would he does he have that sort of pen it looks like he's what? using a pen like a normal pen i know well does a guy like carry around pens in his pocket or you something do if you're a starving artist I who was dumped so. once by and a woman. paper apparently yeah they're, yeah they just had these things that they were like they're like oh i happen to find a notebook and a drawing pen here thank god i'm gonna draw your portrait just kidding it's a robot it's not your portrait which i was like Okay, I thought it was going to be like a cute like Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruise and like oh, Vanilla yeah. Sky type thing. Yeah, you're, where dreaming. Gonna- you're dreaming. You're <laughs> dreaming. Yeah, <laughs> right? And it said it was like, I drew a robot and it's you. And Can I'd you be imagine like, if they played like... Is that because Salisbury she's Hill. a robotic and her... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> play Salisbury Hill in that elevator scene. Oh like, my god! <laughs> the thing is, I'd be so mad if they did that because I, I love that song I so was much. Thinking that like, uh, like they're like, Captain thinks I've come to. I would be like, shut it down right now! You, d- how dare you use Peter Gabriel? <laughs> how dare Gary I'm Marshall? Like, right in the face. Yeah. I'm like, whoo. Um, Anyway. That would have been funny, <laughs> but I would have been so mad because I would have been like, this is a song that is only meant for good movies. <laughs> and I would have gotten like, movie trailers. the crazy, like, like yeah. the uh, Charles Manson, like, big time swastika. Eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other, like, I'm like, there are there female, like, that have the, the crazy eyes. Eileen Wernos, maybe. I don't know. I don't think she did, but maybe. Who knows? I just listened to a podcast episode about her, so. Oh. Yeah, I fucked up. So would you recommend the movie? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually was on the phone with my mom today. And she's like, are you recording today? And I was like, yeah, we watched New Year's Eve and it was really bad. (laughs) She's like, she's like laughing. I was like, I, I was like, they and I said the love actually thing. And I was like, but mom, they failed. They failed (laughs) so bad. And she, she thought that was pretty funny. But what about you? Would you recommend no, it? No, I wouldn't recommend it. Never yeah, in a million no. years. That movie is it's, it's awful. It's, it's garbage. really bad. Go watch the Oppenheimer trailer instead. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's bad. It's poorly done. It's there's nothing special about it. You know, if you're going to watch a movie with an ensemble of great actors, watch Love Actually. You know? Yeah. 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 And it's like Jessica Biel. I'm actually like a huge fan of Jessica Biel. Um, she is like I've seen her in Candy. She was great in Candy. She was great in The Sinner. She was great in The Dark Man. Um, Seventh I, Heaven. <laughs> well, I, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I I think she's a fantastic actress. And so seeing her so underutilized in this was like really disappointing because she's awesome. I mean, she's an awesome actress. Like I am. I have over the last, I would say, five years kind of been like, you know what? Actually, I'm a huge fan of Jessica Biel. So um, it's just like, yeah, it's just a bunch of good actors with just shit to work with. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, no, it's, it's bad. So don't watch it. Just don't. Just don't do it. So you guys can follow us on Instagram at Watchers and Movies or Facebook at Watchers and Movies. If you have a recommendation, you can do a couple of things. You can either DM us on social media. You can also email us at watchersandmovies at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website. That's watchersandmovies.weebly.com. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And that's it. Bye-bye. Bye.